0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and this podcast is brought to you by Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Lawyers. Thanks, Brian. Anyway, the Raptors just finished shellacking. Yes, shellacking. We're running out of words this late in the season because the Raptors are shellacking, bludgeoning, destroying, dismantling, all the ings they are doing to these G League affiliate teams not actually G League affiliate but the Bulls are pretty bad they have a litany of injuries they lost 124 to 101 tonight Laurie Markkinen was out Chris Dunn was out Denzel Valentine Zach Levine Mike Otto Porter Jr. I can't think of anyone else but that's already a lot and considering that those players aren't even that incredible they're just you know a bit better to watch than let's say donald lemon jr or shaq harrison actually i'll take that back shaq harrison was actually kind of fun to watch same with donald lemon jr he had a really ridiculous jelly that he made but the raptors shellacked him it was a an extremely easy game for the raptors they it was a cakewalk um we got to see Serge Ibaka start alongside marcus saul and Pascal Siakam got to rest this game. Prior to the game the Raptors were kind of hush hush on it I guess and I understand why because they were waiting to see if Chris Boucher Jordan Lloyd and Malcolm Miller were going to make it. They were obviously playing in Long Island yesterday. Yeah I covered that game yesterday and they were playing against the Long Island Nets in the G League playoffs but they made it in time for this game so I guess they opted to just rest Siakam which good for him and what a what a development in Pascal Siakam's career that he's getting rested because he's such an important cog in a team that they're saying listen man you're so good we just we want you to rest and we want you to be okay it it must be kind of like the highest compliment i'm sure being a player a little bit of it you're like oh i don't i don't want to be rested i want to go play i want to play all the time and even maybe there's a bit of motivation since Tracy McGrady and Richard Jefferson started the conversation around most improved player. It's been pretty present in the media lately. Maybe Pascal wants to keep pushing the envelope. He wants to keep getting a little bit closer. You know, he wants to provide his case for that for that award, which I think he will end up getting. And Zach Lowe did say he was going to get. So everyone, cross your fingers for that. What happened in this one? It was a pretty close start I guess it was like 30 to 30 at some point or 31 31 something like that and I guess the awkward front-court pairing of Gasol and Ibaka and maybe not traditionally but at least in this day and age of the NBA Ibaka and Gasol lining up next to each other does seem a bit awkward especially since the Bulls played really small all of their power forwards are injured they didn't they didn't go with Cristiano Felicio and Robin Lopez next to each other to start the game, so it was just like Ibaka and Gasol, massive front court, Danny Green at the three, Fred Van Vliet at the two, Kyle at the one, and then a litany of guards that are just generally spend a lot of time in the G League against that lineup. It was so the start of the game was really, really scrappy and kind of awkward. Something that they did to make the Bulls pay for how short they were was they just kind of like what you see Denver do with their offense sometimes is they'll have Jamal Murray bring the ball up the floor, Will Barton, one of those two, maybe Monte Morris, any of those three, let's say, and they'll just hand the ball off to Jokic at the top of the the arc. He'll just be dead on straight from the basket, and then they'll run horns from there, dribble handoffs, he'll try and pass over the defense, and that did happen tonight. That was, with Ibaka, it was not as present. They were trying to run more pick and roll. They didn't have that much success with it. I mean, like a, a decent modicum of success. But it was the spacing was pretty awkward with those two in. They still need to learn how to play together. At least playing against a small ball group like that. Like there was Chicago was playing. But the biggest the offensive explosion that came in the second and third quarters was largely on the back of Fred Van Vliet and Marcus Saul. They played, they had a couple nice plays in the pick and roll, but it was mostly Marcus All collecting the ball, you know, at the top of the three-point line, playmaking from there, dribble handoffs, getting Van Vliet downhill to the rim, or even just providing a ton of spacing for him to shoot from downtown. And Serge Ibaka came in, and he kind of put the game away in the fourth quarter, let's say the late third to the early fourth, because, well, I guess he was in until like three minutes left in the fourth. But he, he was a he was really big on the boards. He was out muscling Felicio and he was also anytime he got a switch onto let's say Samson or Lemon Junior or Selton, he was just taking them right to the rim. And Ibaka was way too big for anybody on the Bulls bench to contend with. So he was he was an important part of closing that game out. And I guess I wanna Kyle Lowry started out the game pretty aggressive and it was fun to watch him play. He didn't shoot very well, but he just, he had one of those games I wrote in the preview beforehand. I was like, my cold-ish take that I add to all my previews, which is usually a pretty simple talking point. Something I think will definitely happen. So not a hot take, but a cold one. Wow, very clever, Sam. Um, like, Norm Powell will get like a double-digit game when he's going to face like a, a bad team, something like that. Or Fred VanVleet coming back from injury and going to get a lot of minutes with Kyle Lowry. He'll have a good game as well. It's a little bit more specific, but something like that. And my coldest take was Kyle Lowry will have a triple-double in 24 minutes. The minutes I wasn't so far on. He, he played 28. He had 10 points, uh, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists. I thought that he would get a lot of assists tonight because I assumed if they are playing Ibaka and Gas- Gasol together, they're really going to try and run quite a bit of pick and roll. They did, and I was happy to see it because Ibaka looked really sharp, popping. That's his. That's been his whole thing this year. Siakam has definitely been the most consistent starter, let's say consistent player for the Raptors this year. But Ibaka isn't trailing far behind for that role. So getting, getting back to that and seeing Ibaka go back to a play type that He's very confident in and that he can score very efficiently and consistently against defenses and is great because that's something they're really going to need in the playoffs. I was a little bit disappointed that it was more Van Vliet running the pick and roll with Gasol and Lowry with Ibaka. I'm not sure what that means for the playoffs, right? It like because it seems to me like Gasol is the quote unquote de facto starter now. I'm not sure if that's actually how it is. It's just how it seems. But watching... And they talked about it. Like Gasol and Van Vliet ran a lot of drills together when Van Vliet was injured, I suppose. So that's maybe the reason for the chemistry. But I was expecting to see more Van Vliet with Ibaka and Lowry with Gasol. Because Lowry and Gasol obviously have showed quite a bit of pedigree with each other. Quite a bit of chemistry. And... Sorry, Van Vliet and Ibaka have kind of been lacking in the pick and roll area for most of the year it's something we've all been clamoring for is needing freddy to create shots for ibaka and i understand why it's tougher and why they like playing van vliet and gasol together because van vliet is a really clever cutter he's really good bouncing around dribble handoff he's really good at weaning advantages when a guy bites too much Angus All is definitely a guy who can hold the ball at the top of the key, something like that, and he can get guys to bite because he's dangerous from there. Shoot, pass, dribble, less dribble lately, but he, he can do everything from there, and he can make you pay in a bunch of different ways. So Van Vliet can make a lot of people bite. He'll dart back out of the three-point line, things like that. He had a really nice night from three tonight. I think he hit three three-pointers. They were all pretty deep. Is on 40% as well. So I understand why they play Gasol and Van Vliet together. But I think something I'd really like to see personally is a a rapport from Van Vliet and Ibaka. Getting Ibaka the pick-and-pop shots he likes. Because what happens if, you know, the best starting lineup in the playoffs is Gasol at the 5? You don't want Ibaka to be walling away on offense with the bench units because nobody can get him the shots he likes. It's, it's really important that Ibaka gets the shots he likes because it's, he's a good sh- like he's a good shooter and he's an important part of the offense. He's not a player who should be forgotten. He's not a player who should be left behind. So it's important that they cater to him in that way. And it's worthwhile because that's an important part of the offense. Just as Gasol's shooting has to come and be an important part of the offense, Ibaka's shooting has to be an important part of the offense. It's a different facet. In a team, the Raptors, who are very multifaceted, that's great. But you also don't want to lose any of that because being multifaceted is one of the biggest benefits of of the team. And I think it'll be very, very important come playoff time. So I just don't want to see them lose Ibaka's very specific pick-and-pop offense to satiate some sort of you know, free-flowing offense with Gasol. I'd like both. That's what I want. And I want both Kyle and Fred to be able to orchestrate that type of offense with Serge. Uh, Norman Powell is good tonight, uh, as he often is when he plays against these types of teams. There are a lot of players who look like Norman Powell when he was young. There, Let's say Donald Lemon Jr. You can just see by the way he runs, the way he dribbles. He's very explosive. He was skying through the lane, but he gets trapped in the air when he's going up at the rim. Ibaka blocked him, I think, like three times. Gasol got him once, it seemed. And guys like that, they're, they're just oozing potential, but the decision-making isn't quite there. And Norm Powell, whose decision-making still leaves, you know, it, it leaves quite a bit to be desired sometimes, but it's still a step ahead of those guys. And when he's, you know, he's attacking a defense, let's say, where Shaq Harrison is the guy standing in as the rotation defender in the paint, I mean, he's just going to go to the rim, which he did and that's that's something he's he's been good at lately. He's better at picking his spots. I think it is part of it is how sorry, the type of competition they've been playing, which is fine. I mean, you play who's in front of you, of course. Jeremy Lin was also good. That was maybe one of the most encouraging things that that I saw anyway is that he hit his shots. I think he hit all of his three-pointers tonight. I think he was 2 of 2, which is a big step. He's 4 of 8 overall. And it was pretty crisp decision-making. It didn't seem like he was getting stopped like we'd seen in previous games was that runs a pick-and-roll, can't find a matchup, like can't find a a matchup that he likes, doesn't snake it, just goes to like a mid-range jumper, picks up his dribble, passes the ball back out, basically just wasting seconds on offense. Tonight, he found his matchups he liked, he scored against them, and he cut off ball pretty well. I was pretty happy with how he did that, and he was he was effective. He was a good like a really good third string guard tonight. Really happy with it. Danny Green quiet game, but with how awesome he's been lately, it, it's fine. And honestly, a game like this, he doesn't need to be anything more than quiet. It is a pretty easy game for the Raptors overall. The nine hundred five guys slash two way guys slash ten day guys. Uh, Jody Meeks was the standout. Obviously, Chris Boucher. Malcolm Miller and Jordan Lloyd, we all want to see something from them. And especially I've spoken about, I want to see something from Malcolm Miller in particular. Nothing really tonight. They're obviously kind of dogged from playing yesterday, which is okay. But Jody Meeks was awesome. They were running a lot of curls for him off the baseline. And it was just up to him to make a decision if he wanted to short it and cut into the paint, which happened three times. And he hit three floaters that were very close to the basket, like the Bulls... There was no semblance of defense to be had, and sometimes he'd he'd run the full, you know, he'd run the full curl, he'd catch it, and he would hit a three, and he just looked like a guy who belongs on a team that can go deep in a playoff run, who can come in off the bench and bang in a couple triples. That's like his whole thing. That's his whole shtick, and I was happy to see it. Um, the Mitchell Robinson Award, since I guess that's probably as good a, a eulogy of the game. The Mitchell Robinson Award, I guess, Timothu wawu Cabarro is a guy I actually really liked. Um, I used to always play with him in NBA 2K just because I was like, this guy, I think he'll end up being a decent shooter, and I think that he can throw one down every once in a while. Like a fun little potential play. He was 4 of 9 from downtown tonight, and without him stretching the floor a lot of the Bulls' actions would have ended up being really, really pointless since a lot of their players cannot shoot it right now. So he was really important to what the Bulls were doing on offense, even though it was mediocre. If they didn't have him, it would have been much worse. And so since there was nothing particularly villainous about any type of the Bulls' behavior in this one, there was no Mitchell Robinson, no Goran Dragic, nothing of of that ilk, then it's just the player who... Presented the most problems, I guess And there was no Robin Lopez and Serge Ibaka fight tonight, so Mitchell Robinson award Timothu Alcabarro And the Reggie Evans award, which is the hustle guy The guy who brings it the most uh, I think Serge Serge, I know it's not a super tough game But he He, when he's playing, because he got all got staggered with Van Vleet and Lowry And Green and you know, Gasol had a bit easier players to play with. And Ibaka got staggered with the the lesser players like Powell, guys like that. And so he just, in his time, ate the glass, went to work, defended the rim. All the things that he does that everybody knows is a part of his game. But, you know, in more inconsistent years have, have come and gone. This year he's been great. This game was just like emblematic of his whole year. He's like, I'm gonna kill it from the mid range. I'm gonna hit a triple. Just one. You know, I'm gonna stretch the floor. I'm gonna show people that they have to respect me out here. And I'm also <coughs> sorry. And I'm also gonna guard like defend the rim. And I'm gonna rebound. And having twelve rebounds from Surge is definitely that's a huge plus to me anyway. And that's a a really happy thing. It could have gone to Jody Meeks as well, just because Having a guy come in, pop a couple triples, show his pedigree when he's, you know, when he's really trying to show his, his, well, I guess pedigree, I'll say that word twice in the same span of time. Very genius wordsmith over here. But seeing him do that is rewarding. So you kind of want to reward that a little bit. The top quick reaction comment, it looks like nothing has any likes. So (laughs) we'll just read the top one, baller. Mark quietly got 17 without sweats. When JV got 17, he was screamed everywhere and can barely run. Okay, that's reductive. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's do another one. OMI, Omi, how the heck did we make 18 threes with Valerie only making one? This is unbelievable. Granted, it was against the G League of Bulls, but still, I agree with everything there. It's crazy how many threes the Raptors make now. I spoke about it in the last podcast. I said, maybe the Raptors are just this team now. Gasol coming in has been a very, very big incentive for people to cut. And that's, it's been taken on by the entire team that is like, cut, find yourself in open space, and just put up jumpers. And Raptors have been incredibly good from downtown in that time. So 18 threes is obviously fantastic. The fact that it came with Lowry only making one is even crazier. I, yeah, and granted, it was against the G League Bulls. It, all those things are correct. Omi, shout out to you. That's 100% spot on. If you guys like this, you can check out Raptors Republic on Twitter, Instagram, all the socials, whatever you like. There's also the Raptors Republic app if you want to check that out. Everything working great. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Have a blessed day, and have a good night.